This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Virginia only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 532 3500. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast for week 18. We have reached the end of the regular season. Uh, and obviously, whenever you get to week 18 and you nail down those final playoff spots, there are plenty of games which you'll have players sitting. Uh, there are a lot of places where that will happen this week. My theory always is this. If you're thinking there's a possibility a guy is going to sit, you figure he's going to sit, okay? That's usually what happens. Uh, right now, we have nine teams in the postseason. We have six teams that control their own destiny, including one head-to-head matchup. Now, uh, the other day, I thought there were none because I thought there was a way that the uh, uh, that the Texans and the Colts weren't automatically in. I was wrong. I went back and looked at all the possibilities. They are in no matter what. So we do have Saturday night the Texans and the Colts playing uh, for a playoff spot, barring ties, okay? I don't get into ties uh, because it's too complicated when you do that. But uh, they are playing for a spot, no question about it. It could be a wild card or it could be the division title if Jacksonville loses on Sunday. Jacksonville uh, is playing in Tennessee on Sunday. They will have, we believe, Trevor Lawrence back for that game. Um, the one story before we get through the games, I told you the other day, that I really felt Dalvin Cook was going to be in a very good position and he was going to wind up in a very good spot. He wound up exactly where I would have gone. I said, start at the top. You start with Baltimore and Dallas. Dallas didn't want him. Baltimore did. He signs now with the Ravens. And I'm telling you, he is going to be a major factor for them in the postseason. You watch. You're going to be watching a postseason game and Cook's going to be a big, big part of what the Ravens do, and he could very well wind up in a Super Bowl this year. So from all the frustration and all the terrible uh, waiting he had to do and standing on the sideline this year and not playing for the Jets and being so frustrated, he could wind up having a very special year. Who knows? He could wind up uh, with a big game in the Super Bowl and wind up with a ring this year after all the craziness. Now, two games on Saturday, Pitt, at Baltimore, as I said, there are six teams that control their own destiny. The Texans and the Colts, obviously, that's one spot. Buffalo, the Packers, the Jags, and the Bucks are the other teams. We'll give you all the possibilities. Then you have the whole bunch of teams that need to win and get help. In that category is Pittsburgh, which uh, opens the week up in Baltimore on Saturday afternoon. The Ravens will be sitting their players, uh, but you know, their second team's not bad. So, you know, it's still a big rivalry game. I would expect them to play pretty well, although you got to favor the Steelers in the game. Steelers need a win and help to get into the postseason. Then you have the Saturday night game, which is a playoff game. The Texans at 9-7, and seven, at the Colts at 9-7. and seven. Stroud is uh, back, obviously, from concussion protocol last week. He doesn't have his whole array of weapons. You know, uh, he lost... 
a couple of the key receivers, especially Tank Dell, who went down for the season with a broken leg a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so they're not as lethal as they have been, but he is going to have to have a big game on the road. And if he carries this team, what a year it will be. It's already been a great year for the Texans. They were previewed to win, you know, they were predicted to win six games this year. I took them as an over. They were predicted to win six games. They're already nine and seven. So it's already been a wonderful year for Stroud in his rookie year and for D'Amico Ryans. Uh, they've already had great years. But if they, as a coach and a quarterback, take their team to the postseason in their first year, what a terrific start for both their careers. And that combination, when you look at it, it's when you have a good owner and you link up the quarterback and the coach who both know what they're doing, that's when teams have runs. So Houston is sitting on the verge of maybe having a run now with D'Amico Ryans, with Stroud, a quarterback, and it already starts with a winning year this year, and they hope with a playoff against the Colts. The Colts have gotten a very good performance from their uh, first-year coach. He has been missed in Philadelphia. He has done a very good job in Indianapolis, winning these games with a backup quarterback. Uh, so the Colts and the Texans in a very, very even game, one of them's going to the postseason. Then we get to Sunday's action. We start with the Jags at Tennessee. Sounds like Lawrence is going to start. Jags win the division with a win. They also can get in the playoffs with a defeat. But I'm not going to give you all those crazy possibilities. But the bottom line is this. Win and they're in. I expect the Titans to play well, whether it's Levis or Tannehill, a quarterback. Vrabel, this could be his last game in Tennessee. He said that his team wants this game very badly. Hey, historically, teams in those spots, like where the Titans are this week against the Jaguars, where the Panthers are this week against the Bucs, where the Bears are this week against the Packers, do very well in this spot. Your team that has a lot to play for, that's playing for the postseason, doesn't always win. So the bottom line is, if you see these teams jump up, especially the ones that are home, like the Titans and the Panthers, uh, you would not be surprised. And I expect a very good game out of the Titans this week. Jacksonville's got to win this game with their defense and keep their uh, Lawrence upright. If you know their offensive line has been woeful, they're banged up at wide receiver. They don't have all their weapons. They need to win this game on defense. There's two places Tennessee's hurting, on the offensive line and in the secondary. And that's what the Jaguars have to take advantage of. It would be a bitter, bitter season for the Jaguars if they don't make the playoffs because they were eight and three before things started to unravel. They uh, need to win this game at Tennessee on Sunday. Vikings and the Lions. Vikings again in that position. Win and get help. Lions locked into the three. Okay. They say they will play people this week. We'll see. Uh, like we said, Vikes win and pray. That's what it comes down to. Jets and Pats, big game from this standpoint, as you know. Jets would love to finish the season by beating the Pats. Is this or is it not Bill Belichick's last game in the England? We don't know. Obviously, there's a lot of speculation. Pats will always, always try to win, and Belichick loves nothing more than beating the Jets. And this figures to be a very close game, maybe in inclement weather. Uh, but you know how 
dominant the Pats have been against the Jets. So the Jets would love nothing more to finish this dismal season with a win in New England. Bucks win and they're in. Okay, bad week last week. Didn't matter. They're eight and eight at the Panthers. Panthers have already locked up the number one seed, which they're number one pick in the draft, but that goes to Chicago. They've played better recently. Again, this could easily be a very tough game. Don't be surprised if it is. Mayfield needs to finish strong. He did not have he he had a great game a couple weeks ago. Four touchdowns, 380 yards passing. But since then, he's had a couple of bad games. He needs to be at his best here. They don't have a strong running game. Uh, they have to win this game. Could Todd Bowles lose his job if he loses this game? I don't think he will. But it's possible, but I don't think he will. Bucks need to find a way. If they don't, then the Falcons and Saints, who play in New Orleans, the winner of that game wins the division. So if the Bucs lose, which is not out of the question, if the Bucs lose, the Falcons and the Saints, the winner goes to the postseason as the uh, division winner. Bears at 7-9 have been playing much better. Coach is coming back. We don't know Fields' future. Will they keep Fields and trade the number one pick? Because you know that Khalid Williams is going to be the uh, number one pick. Okay. Um, I would. Be, there's no way Williams isn't the number one pick, despite how good Harrison Jr. is. Uh, he's still going to be the number one pick. Quarterbacks rule; they're going to go one, two in the draft. Then it'll be Harrison. Um, the bottom line is, the Bears are very dangerous in this spot. Packers have been very up and down as a young team will be. Love has played well in the second half of the season. This is a game the Packers should win. They win and they're in. But don't be surprised if this is a very close game because the Bears of late have played really, really good football both ways. Both ways. And they're a very dangerous team in what is a bitter rivalry. They'll be wild to beat the Packers. They would love to do it to finish up the season. They would love to go out on a, on a good note here and, and play spoiler against the Packers. The Cowboys got an enormous break last week when the Cardinals beat the Eagles. They never expected the Cardinals to beat the Eagles. The bottom line is they did. The Eagles have their woes. The Eagles know going to the Giants uh, this week, going to play the Giants, that they're not going to get lucky here. The Cowboys aren't going to lose to Washington. The one thing that's happened, though, with the luck that the Cowboys have just had, it puts a lot of pressure on Mike McCarthy because now the expectations are ratcheted high in Dallas. Anything but a loss. Let's say they lost in the divisional playoffs to Detroit at home in an overtime game, all right, they could live with that. Anything short of that, but really anything short of a trip to San Francisco 
is going to be considered a huge disappointment. Now people expect the Cowboys to win this week, be the two seed, win their two home games, and then go play in San Francisco. And if somebody can knock San Francisco off, they can stay home, be home in the NFC title game, and then maybe get to the promised land. But now with this very good bit of good fortune that the Cardinals provided last week comes tremendous pressure on the Cowboys to get to the NFC title game. No one wants to hear about anybody coming to their building and beating them. There's a very good chance they are going to, in week two of the playoffs, the divisional playoff round, they are going to get Detroit. Detroit's going to be home. Dallas is going to be home. They're both going to be favored. If they both win, then the next week you're going to have maybe the Eagles at San Francisco and Detroit at Dallas. Very good chance that happens. But Dallas now has got to put all the postseason misery behind them, all those bad games they've lost, and take this bit of good fortune. Because let's be honest, they never thought they were going to catch the Eagles for the division. Now they have. They beat Washington this week, which, listen, is a foregone. They're not going to lose to Washington. I would be amazed if they lost to Washington. So they're going to be the two seed. I'm not even sure the Eagles are going to play anybody this week and win. So, but the bottom line is Dallas is going to be a two seed. They're two seed. Their expectations will be wild that they get to the title game against San Francisco. If they lose that game, so be it. But that will be the expectations. So you have San Francisco the one, Dallas with a win is the two, Detroit is the three. You're either going to have Tampa Bay or the Atlanta New Orleans winner four. Phillies five, which means they'll play at four. The Rams and then whoever comes out of it, like the Packers, will be pulling up the rear. They will be in Dallas and Detroit the first two weeks, the first weekend, rather, the wild card weekend. And the Eagles will be at the at the Bucks or at whoever wins the other game. And you have a very good chance the Eagles, if they get their act together and win that game, would play at San Francisco. And Detroit with a win would play at Dallas. Very, very distinct possibility that happens. The Eagles haven't announced yet who they're sitting, but I expect that although they're playing the same time as the Cowboys, you'll either see one or two scenarios. You'll see the Eagles play some guys and maybe take the game seriously. And then if they get a score posted and they'll know what the score is, that Dallas is up 28 to three or something, they will pull pull their players. Very good chance they come out and sweats in the second half, even if they play the first half. So again, be very careful with that game. Seahawks need a win and a miracle. And then you get to the then you get to the Buffalo 
Miami situation. In the AFC, Baltimore's locked in the one. Kansas City's locked in the three. Cleveland is locked in the five. Miami can be, they've already locked up a wild card. They can be the two with a win. With a loss, they will be a wild card. Buffalo, though, is not in the playoffs with a loss. But they will know their fate before they take the field Sunday night. Because if Pittsburgh wins and Jacksonville wins, which, let's be honest, we expect that to happen. We expect Pitt to win. It's not automatic, but we expect them to win. We expect Jacksonville to win. If those two things happen, then Buffalo knows it's going into that game knowing a loss and they're out of the postseason. If one of those two teams lose, they have a spot locked up in the postseason. They're locked into a wild card like Miami is. That is obviously, if they don't get that, they have obviously an enormous amount of incentive now. Sometimes for positioning, you don't always get best efforts. But this is a big positioning move. Being a two versus being down in the bottom of the wild card is an enormous difference. The two, you have a chance. You're guaranteed two home games, and you got a chance to maybe, if somebody knocks off the number one seed, you got a chance to maybe get every game at home through the Super Bowl. So the bottom line is it's a great spot. Miami and Buffalo will fight for that, but Buffalo may also be fighting for their very lives if Pittsburgh wins and Jacksonville wins. That means they would be out. So again, there's six teams that control their own destiny. Buffalo, the Texans and Colts will square off. The Packers, the Jags, and the Bucks. Baltimore, Kansas City, Cleveland, Miami, San Francisco, Dallas, Detroit, Philly, and the Rams are in the postseason. That's where we are right now. As far as the other games, remember, you got teams that are resting a lot of players. You got a bunch of teams that are going to be, without question, resting players. And that, you know, you have to, if you're looking at this from a standpoint of, you know, wagering or anything like that, you have to be very concerned with the fact that you just know who's where, okay? Now, like I said, the teams that have everything to play for and are, and have the, you know, they're in the playoffs with a win, control their own destiny, don't automatically win all the time. They really don't. So if you think they do, they don't. That's the bottom line. So you have to take each game is, is a different situation. And don't be surprised if you get an upset there or some very close games. The Ravens are resting players. You know that. The Browns are resting their players against the Bengals. The Lions say they're going to play people, but I'm still skeptical. Be very careful there. The The Chiefs are sitting everybody. The Eagles are leaning heavily towards sitting their key people. And the Rams and the Niners are both in the postseason. So the bottom line is 
again, San Francisco obviously can look at this and say, we're going to play some people because we have weeks off. McCaffrey, you know, has a calf injury, so he's not playing. They're hoping to have him ready. They, they, have, they are off next week for sure. They don't play for two weeks. They're the one seed, same with Baltimore. But I think you got to be careful. Even if they tell you they're going to play people, do not think that means they're playing the whole game. They could easily, all they need to do is see one key guy start limping and they decide, whoop, let's get everybody out of there. And key guys are going to sit. That's all there is to it. That's the bottom line. Otherwise, you know, the teams that are playing for something and the games that are playing for something. So, you know, the teams that need, like Seattle, needs a win and a miracle. Minnesota needs a win and a miracle. Pittsburgh needs a win and a lot to get into the postseason. So, as we said, six teams, five spots open, Texans and Colts, winners in. The other five, Buffalo, the other four, Buffalo, Packers, Jags, and Bucks, win and they're in. And there's a very good chance that the Buck game, the Packer game, and the Jaguar game are all really competitive games. And remember, Baltimore with Pitt is a rivalry, really nasty rivalry. And the underdog does incredibly well in that game. Now, again, Baltimore's going to arrest people, but their backups are pretty good, including their quarterback. So, you know, if they were on even footing playing, Baltimore's a good 10 points better than Pittsburgh. But you know that's not the case. So always assume that the team that doesn't that is in, playing next week, especially, the one seeds, they can look at it a little differently because they have next week off. But again, they're not going to get somebody hurt in these games. And McCaffrey's already hurt. Baltimore already said they're resting people because they don't want these. Uh, they don't want to play a tough physical team like Pittsburgh and get somebody hurt. They've obviously dealt with a lot of injuries all year. It's amazing how good they've been considering the injuries they've had. But zero in, especially on Jags at Titans, Bucks at Panthers, and Bears at Packers, and then of course Buffalo and the Dolphins, and the playoff game that you get Saturday night, which is the Texans at the Colts, where the winner is in and the loser's out. So with that, and that, and they still can win the division title. doesn't matter. They're getting into the playoffs with a win, and they could wind up division winner if the Jaguars lose to the Titans. And we do believe Lawrence, who sat out last week, and it's amazing that he's even come back this week. This guy has a lot of injuries, but he doesn't like to sit. He hadn't sat at a game since junior high school till last week. He has come back and played to the detriment of his play. His play hasn't been great lately because he's been missing a lot of people at wide receiver and on the offensive line. Plus, he's played with a multitude of injuries. He got hit in the head. He's got a shoulder injury. He's got a ankle injury. He's got a knee injury. He has been just beat up and beat to a pulp. But that's where we are as far as that right now. Again, we will 
be with you on Sunday night after the Bills and Dolphins have decided things. We will have the playoffs set up. We will have Wild Card Weekend ready, and we will do a special podcast after the game to talk about the playoffs and what the playoff picture looks like and what happened in Week 18. And then we'll be with you Monday night after the national title game. And uh, look for a special championship game uh, podcast, which will be up either later today or first thing tomorrow morning on the Washington-Michigan game for the national title. Uh, Michigan installed as a four and a half. I've seen some fives, four and a half, five point favorite in the battle of unbeatens and two teams that have earned in every way, earned their way into this uh, title game. And, you know, it's nice for a change to be honest with you, not to have an SEC team in the proceedings because we have seen so much of Georgia and Alabama and listen, they're great. They're two best programs in the country. We know that. We know how dominant they are. But nice to have a title game uh, without Georgia or Alabama in the mix. Uh, So Washington, behind their brilliant coach and brilliant quarterback, who really have been secrets to most of the nation, despite what they've done the last two years. And obviously, Michigan now at the doorstep of uh, delivering Harbor a national championship. Will this be his final game with the Wolverines? Will he come to the NFL? A lot of talk that he will. We'll see. Somebody's got to knock Harbor over with a huge money offer to get him to come to the NFL. Now, he might have to get, he might get run out of Michigan with all the craziness that's going on there. But if that's not the case, then I think it would take a lot to get him out. But Hey, there's been a lot of talk that he could be interested in making a move back if he wins the national title. Now, as far as coaches, you know you have Carolina, the Chargers, the Raiders. I'd like to see Antonio Pierce get a, get a crack there. We'll see if he does. Um, Washington's going to be open for sure. This is it for Ron Rivera. We don't know what's up with New England. The, the people I've talked to who know, who should know, tell me that the only thing they would say is this, is that they don't think he will be fired and they don't think he will quit. That he will either be back with the Pats or he will be traded, his rights will be traded to another team. Tennessee, a lot of talk of Rabel going to New England if he leaves Tennessee. Tennessee would want to keep Vrabel. Vrabel's a really good coach. He's had a tough year, but he's a really good coach. So he'll either be at Tennessee or... I guess there's been a lot of talk about him going to New England. Um, Atlanta and Tampa, it's really just checking the moods. How they finish in week 18, how things go as far as the postseason, and then it's very much up in the air, one way or the other. You could see either one open. You could see neither of them open. They could go either way. But that's where you are, and coach is not going to be an enormous year of turnover, but you're going to have probably, if I had to guess, one, two, three, counting Carolina Chargers and the Raiders, four, five, I'd say six, seven be max, but I'd say six. 
So we won't be anywhere up near double digits as far as coaching changes this year. You know, um, no change in Chicago. I don't think anybody really ever expected a change in Pittsburgh. Not going to happen. I don't think there'll be a change in Tampa. I don't think there would be a change in Dallas, although if they ever got beat in a bad way, like a first-round loss to somebody or a really bad loss to somebody in the postseason, who knows? But I doubt, I would doubt there's going to be a change there. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.